Welcome to another episode of Raising OKC Kids, Conversations with Metro Family in Oklahoma City. I'm Kirsten Holder, and today we're talking with Sandra Kent, Executive Director of Oklahoma A-Plus Schools Institute at the University of Central Oklahoma. So Oklahoma A-Plus Schools Institute is a granted organization through UCO. It includes Oklahoma A-Plus Schools Network, Arts Integration Workshops, Not Your Average Conference, leadership development, poetry out loud, and many other special projects, um, such as maybe the arts partnership with Arts Council KC and Great Boeing STEAM Challenge. The organization has non-network work, such as work with the School of Arts in Singapore and establishment of Africa A-plus schools as well. Oklahoma A-plus schools network provides member schools statewide with ongoing professional development, as well as a network of support, coaching, and research. The organization prepares teachers and principals to think more creatively about how to present curriculum in a collaborative, hands-on way to get kids excited about learning and produce better achievement. So with that long intro, welcome Sandra. Thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you. I'm excited to be with you and to be able to reach out across the metro. That's awesome. Um, so you have been the executive director since 2014 and during your tenure you have led three schools into the Oklahoma A plus schools network. You've also served as the principal mentor for the network from 2006 until 2014. So break that down a little bit for us. What does it take to be to bring a school into the Oklahoma A plus schools network and once those schools are in network, what can they expect. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, it's been exciting to be a part of this really since the beginning. And um, I, I want to also mention that the schools that come in to network and are that part of the Institute, that that is at no cost to those schools as well. We've been able to keep our funding in a place. So that's very exciting because those schools are receiving in three years, the first three years alone, um, over $70,000 worth of support from us um, at no cost. So that's always an exciting thing to put in there that makes people part of that process of why they want to come and seek us out. Uh, we are an application base for the o Oklahoma A plus schools network and our application process runs from January through December each year. So we're kind of in the middle of it right now. Schools hear about us in lots of different ways. Um, but once they reach out to us, they're on our interested schools list and then they go through a process. Um, in early May, we have information meetings where they learn just a little bit more about us. We require for that a principal and several teachers to attend those to learn more. We're really about capacity building. We want people to understand who we are and what to expect when they come to us so that they're really, they really know what they're getting into ahead of time and are prepared because, you know, it, it does take a big commitment. Even though there's no cost, it takes a time commitment and a commitment as a staff to, to want to go through the process. Um, so from that information meeting, we offer opportunities to visit our Not Your Average conference, which is held each summer. We have our summer summit trainings for our incoming schools um, that range anywhere from two days to five days, depending on if they're year three or year one. And so we offer other schools who are interested to come and spend a day with us there and see a little bit about how that works. 
Um, after that, schools may go and visit other A-plus schools once the school year has started. We have a pre-application meeting that's a half a day for schools. And then after that, they fill out the application. And by December, they know if they'll be uh, admitted for the next summer. Um, as far as what to expect once they're in, they learn a lot of that, but we are uh, arts-based, so we are about infusing the arts. That is one of our eight essentials that we build on, and that framework is really what the schools can expect to experience. Um, we, we're really about how to do school differently, so the arts are a big part of that but we also help schools with every aspect of what they do and how to have more fun, more creativity, but still get very high results and in most cases, higher results. Um, so they can just, they can expect that they're just going to have maybe a paradigm shift in how they do things. A lot of times it's how teachers will tell you they want to teach, but have maybe felt like they can't with doing a lot of projects or having a more open-ended classroom for the students to have more choice. Um, and, and in the high stakes testing, some of that has kind of gone away, but we're starting to see some circle back to it. But that's really what teachers can expect and schools can expect is that once they come in, uh, they learn to teach a little bit differently. The collaboration within the school community, even with parents, with partners, with among the teachers and the students goes up, achievement goes up, um, and overall the climate, our research has shown climate improves in our schools. That is so great. It sounds like the biggest portion of that is just having that mental paradigm shift that you're willing to embrace a new way of doing things. You make everything else so accessible from the sounds of it. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that's really the part on the school and the teachers and the community is just accepting and be, being willing and ready to, to do it a little bit different way. But it's really about their ownership. We consider ourselves the navigators, asking them, what is it you need? How can we help you? And they, they find the way through. We don't even have a step one, step two, step three. It's here's the framework now for your school. And again, you mentioned I've done this, I did this with three different schools as a principal, and each of those schools were highly engaged, did great things, but I can assure you each one went through the process in a different way because of the needs of the school I was in at the time. That staff and that community helped shape how it all unfolded. Sure, that is so great. So in this um, crazy time for us all to be alive and to be doing school, um, I'm sure educators are pulling their hair out just as much as parents are. So can you tell us a little bit about how A-plus schools is pivoting their services in light of an all virtual situation or maybe a hybrid um, style situation where kids are in classroom part-time and home part-time? Um, how are you able to offer your programs and your support virtually? Yeah. Uh, so again, we've always been about serving the needs of each school and how they are. So we've always been pretty good at being flexible and being creative with what a school might need and what that looks like. So through this time, uh, we have learned a lot ourselves as well about being virtual and how to do virtual professional development and serve teachers. Um, as this school year is, is moving on, we are offering both virtual and in-person, depending on, again, the school. 
and the comfort of our staff and our trainers at the time as well. But we have people who are willing to do both. And so, so far it's going well. Uh, we have pivoted, every year we have arts integration workshops. This year we're actually expanding that to be monthly rather than one each semester and they're all going to be virtual. So we're excited about that because we feel like we'll have more reach and more opportunity for teachers. Um, some of them might even be appealing to parents and there'll be information out about that. They're now called TLC workshops, which is uh, teachers learning creatively. And there'll be a multitude of topics, both for elementary age and for secondary age. So we're excited about that. We also utilize our social media, particularly Facebook. Uh, there you can find all of the great Boeing STEAM Challenge, which was a program we were doing with partnership with Boeing um, in Oklahoma City Public Schools, first and second grade focus. But it's, um, we were doing it in class and then we had to go virtual with the pandemic. But it's all about science, uh, technology, you know, STEAM, of course. And uh, we've created videos that you can watch and then there are projects that you can do with your kids. So that's all on our Facebook page. And, and we have a lot of opportunities out there. We like to connect people even through social media to other great opportunities and things that we think are valuable. So that's a good place for people to look also for how we're able to connect right now during the pandemic. I love your TLC acronym, but both in the way you use it and the way we think of it. I think we all need a little bit of that right now. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, since most of Oklahoma A plus schools program happened to be more around the elementary school years, uh, what is your best advice for parents trying to assist their children at home? Um, how do you get a four, five, six-year-old to focus and retain information when they're not in a traditional school setting? That's, that can be tricky, I know, and it's so hard for everybody trying to balance working at home themselves, um, having their kids at home, or, I mean, everything's just shifted for everybody. So I think the most important thing first is patience, patience with yourself as the adult and patience with the child, and, and even right now, watching everything unfold, patience with the school as well, because they're, they're learning too. They've tried to plan it out but things are gonna change. So I think all of us right now are just needing to be flexible and patient with each other. Um, for the kids themselves, and especially those younger ages, repetition is really important, but not repetition just for repetition's sake or in the same way. Think of fun ways, create things. Kids like to make things into little sing songs and they don't have to make a lot of sense. It doesn't have to be perfect, but but doing things in a creative way. I, I always like sing song um, rhymes, little poems, anything that gets them giggling actually helps them to retain things pretty well because it's really engaged them and it, it will make them wanna do it again. Um, you know, simple things like if they're studying a letter, you know, let, let's hunt around. What can you find in our house? Where can you find the letter R in our house? Whether it's visible R's or things that start with R. So you don't have to make it really, again, traditional, sit down and do this. And, and I think a lot of what I'm seeing modeled in the schools right now at the virtual, even for the young children is, spend some section of time and here are some things to do on the computer 
but outside of that, try some other things. So I think it's really making sure, you know, don't try to sit them down for six hours of a school day to do things. Um, and, and then also really important is asking more than you're telling. Ask them questions about what they're doing, get them thinking, um, and they'll take off with it. I love that. That is great advice. I, um, I've got a little one at home right now and I find myself singing a lot, almost as a stress reliever for me. <laughs> so maybe it can work two ways in that instance. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you know, when it comes to music, I always say, um, you know, put music on and the littlest of kids, what do they start doing? They start moving, right? And as we get older, we want to move. We're moving inside, but we're a little afraid. So you're right. It, it's like you're in your house. Let it all go. Be be free. And you're right. It is very much stress relieving and puts us all at ease to use things like music and art. And I mean, that's why we do what we do. <laughs> I love it. That's so great. So this forced change, I'm sure, is uh, what none of us expected or hoped for this school year, of course. Uh, the Oklahoma A-plus schools website mentions that school really hasn't changed much since the turn of the century. And now administrators and teachers have had to turn learning um, really upside down to accommodate new technology and necessities in um, this day and age. So as we come out the other side of this pandemic and we start to get back to normal, whatever that might look like, um, how do you see changes being adopted in the long term? So do you think our education system needs to be reviewed in terms of um, more modern application? So, um, you know, you're right on that. We've, we've often said, and there are a lot of quotes out there about if somebody from 100 years ago or 150 years ago came back, the one place they would recognize would be school because we still do it so similarly. Um, you know, and I see people who have just talked about, it. I've seen all, a lot of friends and people posting, here's what we've set up for school at our home and it's a desk and it just looks very traditional. And there's place and reason for that. But our take is really thinking about the needs of kids and thinking about the community of those kids. That, that's what our focus really is. And even when I began teaching over 25 years ago, which is hard to imagine, but when I started that, uh, I was very much about, I taught sixth graders, so I would, I went in and said, you know, what, how do you need to learn? And they all kind of looked at me like I was crazy, but it didn't take long till they understood what I meant. And that's how I was able to make my classroom work, was figuring out the way they learned versus people telling me from what I've been taught, this is how kids learn. You have to sit them down at a desk and they have to do this for this amount of time and that. So just, I, I'm hopeful that this is helping people with flexibility. Um, and again, understanding that there's more than one way to learn and that learning can look more than one way. I think being student-centered is the most important thing. And I think this has somewhat caused people to shift a little bit. Um, uniquely, you would think through all of this that you know, with the technologies and things, maybe some of that creativity was pulled back. But actually what we saw in the spring was a lot of people wanting and needing things to help put people at ease, as you were just saying, and, and have some fun. And so we had a lot of requests of how do I get my kids? How could I do a dance thing via technology? And so helping people understand that was possible um, and that it's, it gets your brain ready for other learning. It can incorporate other learning in what you're doing. 
I also feel like personally, the early stages of the pandemic, oddly enough, were actually good for getting people away from technology. I remember when, it, when we really shut down and I was in my home office and I would watch people I'd never seen in my neighborhood walking as families, walking the dog, riding bikes. Of course, we all know about the bear hunts that were going on. You know, there were so many things that were pulling people away from technology and focusing on some other things. And so I'm hopeful that that will also continue, that people will recognize that that balance is needed and that technology is appropriate and it complements the other activities and other activities complement the technology. You know, there's not a one size fits all answer to learning. And that's why school traditionally, traditional school hasn't worked for a lot of people is because we aren't really looking at what's the answer for you as a learner? How do you need to learn? And it's not chaotic and it's not, oh, willy nilly, let's do everything for everybody, everybody be happy. Still very planned and, and purposeful, but it provides opportunity for those kids and really even the teachers teaching it to have different avenues to make it work and get to the outcome we need. I love that. I, I think as we talked about in the beginning, the hardest part of all of this is going to be that mindset shift. And we talked about it in the um, in the conversation of teachers and educators in the classroom, but now we as parents have to have that same mindset shift on our expectations and what you said, like a desk looks like, what a working day looks like, what school days look like and all of that. Um, I think this is probably proof in the pudding for your program right here. <laughs> this, entire, <laughs> this entire conversation, this entire situation that we're all in. Um, but it's just so great. Thank you for sharing that. So as you've mentioned, we've mentioned you've dedicated most of your life to education. You have more than 25 years of experience in this sector. So share a story about what you're most proud of in your teaching career. Um, and maybe a story about how Oklahoma A plus schools is changing lives for the better. Yeah, goodness, that there are a lot of things. And honestly, it, it's for me more about the kids that, you know, than it is pride in myself. It's about the kids and the families that I've been blessed to work with and had the opportunity to watch their lives change. Um, you know, probably just having the confidence from what, for whatever reason, the confidence from the time I began teaching into when I became a principal, that I really wanted to be student focused, that I really wasn't worried about the system, I was worried about the kids. So I think that's what I am most happy with, with who I was as an educator and still am, um, that I was able to take risks and willing to take risks to make sure I gave the kids everything they needed and was confident that the outcomes the data would show that it, in the end, it was the right thing to do, and and it was. And so that's and that's what I want to help other people with, is not to be caught up in the system of education and the we have to have the right scores at the right time, but truly taking the time to provide the opportunities and sometimes speeding up the time because some of those kids need to speed it up rather than staying back here. So. You know, and, and as far as stories, oh goodness, I could give you countless, for, again, from the time I taught a student who had some emotional issues and really had a lot of trouble in school and uh, butted heads with about everybody he came in contact with. And again, young and 
not, you know, not knowing a lot as a teacher, just being able to tune in to things like when he would be disruptive in class and making noises. And I'd say, you need to stop making noises. Everybody's learning. And he would say things like, but uh, I'm, I'm on a motorcycle and I need to go. And I'd say, well, then you need to put a muffler on your motorcycle. And he would, that would stop it instead of arguing with him or tell him just be quiet or you're going to have to leave, trying to really get in tune with kids again. And, and that's what I want to help other people do is that type of thing. And that's what we do at A plus with studying the multiple uh, intelligences, helping kids understand their own brains and how they think and learn. So they have confidence. Those are all really important things to me. Um, you know, even now, A plus opens the opportunity for students and for teachers. Uh, just keeps things, like I said, gives them the opportunity to have fun, but then realize we're actually learning. We're actually making gains. Um, helps those everybody. Just conf confidence is a big thing for me. And teachers and kids, parents, everybody needs it. It doesn't mean we don't doubt sometimes or we don't wonder are we doing the right thing but recognizing that it's okay to move forward and, and if there's a blip fix it but keep going on and and just respect one another for your own learning and I've seen kids and again even teacher shift but definitely kids have confidence that they are how they are smart not asking am I smart but how am I smart I can learn this way these are the steps I need to take and then it really increases their respect for other students and learners as well. So those are things that I really enjoy about education and helping others find that place to see those things happen. Gosh, those are, those are such important things for the long term too. I mean, you're, you're not just teaching um, things that they're going to need to survive through their school year, their elementary school years, their middle school years, but these are, these are life lessons. These are things that I need reminders of in the workplace and on and on. So thank you so much for your dedication in that area. Um, that, that is really special for sure. So how do you see Oklahoma A plus schools growing and moving um, into the future beyond, you know, this time that we're in right now and how can we support you in that mission? Great. So of course the network itself, as we mentioned early on, is one aspect of the whole institute uh, that we are at UCO. So as far as the network, you know, from if you're hearing today about us for the first time or you've heard about us before, but a big part of the way people can help is to spread the word, you know, go to our website, go to our Facebook, learn about us, call us, ask us questions. We, you know, I love to go out and speak about us. Um, to groups, small groups, big groups. So that's a way that people can help us is just getting to know more about us and spreading the word about us. Uh, again, we, my thing is from the, I always say from the panhandle to the Red River, everybody should have this opportunity. And, and it really is a passion of opportunity. You know, I'm not selling anything because most of what we do is at no cost out there. There are a few things that cost, but they're very minimal and not much of it does. And it's really about just my passion for education in our state and beyond, but definitely within our state and making sure that every kid, every child, no matter their community, rural, urban, suburban, wherever, socioeconomics, it doesn't matter. They all need our respect. They all need the opportunity for confidence. 
And the teachers need the opportunity to have really good materials and really good strategies and ways to teach, regardless of what resources they have. We can help them do those things and, and know how to do it well and find the resources around them that they may not even realize they have. So as far as growing, um, of course, we want to grow the number of schools that we serve in that network. We also, as the Institute, are really trying to grow some of our pro programs beyond the network. Um, we're continue to explore some individual teacher training because the network is a whole school training. The whole school commits and does it together. So we are continuing to explore a project for in the future where an individual teacher may say, I'm at a school that doesn't want to do this yet. Uh, but I really want to learn to teach this way and get those strategies and resources. So we're in the process of building that. Um, you know, we want to expand more community and parental type opportunities. And again, social media is allowing more of that at this time. And then from there, we're doing smaller things like we're exploring a subscription box that would also be a good supplement to, to home teaching and homeschooling and enhancement. Uh, so that's something we're, we're pretty far down the road. So that's something that hopefully soon we'll have available. Um, but honestly, you know, our, our big goal is to ignite creativity, imagination and innovation in students, schools and teachers and teachers are parents as well. And so, you know, Help us help you as well. Give us feedback. We're always looking for feedback and, and that's important to us too, so. Awesome, that is so, thank you for everything you've shared today. This was, I think, the pep talk we all needed, especially starting a new month. I know um, a lot of schools are continuing to go virtual through September and on. Um, I think we all needed to hear this today. So thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for everyone listening. You can learn more about Oklahoma A-plus schools, their network, and the rest of their programs at okaaplus.org. Join us next time on Raising OKC Kids.